Welcome to Dr. Jeffrey Ross, Looking Good and Feeling Great podcast, live from Las Vegas, with his co-host, Daryl Craig Harris. Hi folks, it's Dr. Jeffrey Roth, your board-certified plastic surgeon in Las Vegas, Nevada, and we're back at it one more time. How about that? I'm so excited, because actually, too, we have a special guest today. It's a special day. So... You say special, so uh, yeah. So we have the our very special uh, practice manager here today, uh, Jamie Davis, who we acquired uh, from uh, Marina del Rey, uh, which obviously is a hot spot of plastic uh, surgery. And uh, so she came up, and now she's really riding our ship and uh, helping us out and, and trying to make uh, what we have uh, even better. So again, publicly, thank you for coming, thank you for being here, um, and we really appreciate all of your efforts. So. Well, I'm happy to be here. It's great and a great honor to be on your podcast. Reaching 100K downloads is no easy feat. Um, I'm very excited to be a part of your team. Uh, like you were touching base earlier, being on a, a, a team that works well and runs a ship well uh, really makes a huge difference. So I'm excited to be a part of it. Absolutely. Well, that sounds fantastic. So uh, so a couple of things. So you moved up here to Las Vegas, which is a little bit different. Las Vegas is a bit of a different city. Uh, than, you know, well, basically anywhere. Uh, and uh, especially from coming from California, lots of people are moving to Las Vegas uh, now again, especially from California. What do you see kind of the, the differences between, you know, living in the marina uh, and uh, living in Las Vegas? Well, one of the things that I really enjoy is the versatility of people. You do get a lot of that in the LA area, but people here um, already while it is still transient, um, they're very involved in the aesthetic industry, but they're very passionate about whatever goals that they have. And I think it comes out in a lot of our patients, which are very unique. You're getting a new story and a new experience every time someone comes in. And it's great to see someone who whose talent mirrors his uh, passion and his bedside manner. And I think that's a very rare combination. So it's something that's unique in Las Vegas. Well, good. Well, I'm glad to see. It. And then and tell me a little about the difference between your commute, uh, uh, Los oh Angeles goodness. versus uh, <laughs> La- Las Vegas. So. Well, I used to spend a lot of my time on the 405 parking lot, and I would get very familiar. There was times where you'd be stopped for so long that you could literally roll down your window and have a conversation with the person next to you because you wouldn't be moving. The work-life balance is phenomenal. Uh, in comparison, I'm basically like five minutes away versus like a 45 to maybe an hour and a half surprise drive every day. The sunsets here are beautiful. The weather is beautiful. My boyfriend's out here. I have childhood friends that are out here. We have an amazing staff. It's like I, I'm spoiled, basically. Well, good. So hopefully we'll spoil you some more uh, as uh, as well. So yeah, like I says, we're thrilled to have you. And then yeah, that's, that's a lot of the things that we see with transplants from California, me being one of them back in 77. Um, and then and L.A. and California and San Francisco is great. A train there, still have family fr- friends there. Uh, but it's nice to live here and then go down there, play ha-ha-ha, and then, you know, come back to home, which for me is uh, Nevada, which would be a song. Uh, and uh, <laughs> for those of you not in Nevada, that's actually the state song is Home Means Nevada. So that's kind of an inside joke, sorry. Um, but anyway, we are thrilled uh, that, uh, that you're here with us uh, as well. So now what do you see as a unique challenge here in Las Vegas um, so some of the challenges go away, like, well, you know, you can go do your shopping at Albertsons at four in the morning. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, that's, a, that's a little bit different. Um, the, I think probably the challenge we talked about this is the challenge that we had, uh, in front of our office, uh, meaning the construction, which had gone on for 
uh, about a year. Yeah, the, it's a running joke that the state flower is the orange cone uh, that, <laughs> that, that you see. So, Well, I, I consider that a mild challenge in comparison, and being at the office makes it so much more worth it. Um, and in my eyes, I guess the challenge would have been the DMV yesterday when I was there for a full day, but now I'm officially a Nevada resident, and, and that's very exciting. But as far as challenges, I think that in order to grow, you should be faced with challenges daily and, and learn how to kind of maneuver around them gracefully. Um, and that's something that's very admirable about your staff and you. Your staff has been tenured and been there, and I'm newer to the staff, and it's great to watch everyone really interact and help one another. We're very private and an intimate staff, and it's like a family. So you're with them uh, a majority of your time other than being at home. So it's it's very important to make sure that you have a strong internal bond. Um, it shows to the patients, and you do that very well. Well, thank you. So, it, so yeah, it's it's been a little bit of a challenge, uh, again, construction-wise, as we talked about. And we were thrilled. We actually, and who gets excited about this? We got a brand-new stoplight uh, out in front of our office because it was a bit of a hairy. It was like Frogger. It was a bit, you're in a very busy area, so that new stoplight is, is a big. Yeah, that was that was that was that was an issue. So yeah, not not many people would get excited about you know a new stoplight, but we're actually kind of excited about it. It was kind of like a Christmas tree that came early. So yeah, it really was because I would be getting some coffee across the street for the staff, and I'd be like, "Well, I'm in high heels with a coffee holder, gonna run. Am I gonna get caught? And the- is there anything gonna save me at this point? Because no one wanted to stop. Yeah. So that little light, we were all talking about it for I think at least an hour. We're like, "Oh, did you see the light? Oh, there's a light over there now." And it's it's the little things that make things. Yes, it's the little things in life. <laughs> yeah. So now I've, inter- I've I've seen you interact with everybody, uh, interact with people that want to sell us. Uh, stuff, whether it's uh, lasers or who knows what. I've seen you deal with uh, patients, uh, patients' families, that sort of thing. What's your, and you're terrific at it, what's kind of your headset? What's your technique for dealing with somebody who may be a little bit difficult or may may not want to hear what you're kind of telling them? Kind of where do you come from with that? Because I think that's really kind of, there's an art and a science to that, and you really have to have that down. Well, thank you. Um, I always like to say, I have a saying, be Jackie O, not Jerry Springer. And I try to apply it to literally anything that I am dealing with. Sometimes it's not as graceful as Jackie O. I'm a a little klutzy. But as far as dealing with people, I think it's important to try and integrate your own patients and think from a different perspective. Most people, a majority of people are, are upset. They just want to be validated and heard. So listening is a huge component that can easily change the demeanor of someone and making sure that you're touching base and, and validating what you heard and asking questions to make sure you heard that correctly. Knowing that involving them and saying that you want them to be, uh, you want to be on the same page as them and your goal is the same goal as theirs is really important. And I think I've been in so many situations where I did not feel that way personally and still I would maintain a demeanor that was positive and trying to get to a great result. Um, as far as an end result. And I think the fine art is be genuine, but be also be empathetic. And sometimes empathy is a very hard trait to teach, but there are also ways that you can kind of style step and integrate and and, and learn techniques to to make sure that the, the other person or individual is feeling validated. And I think that's the bottom line. 
I think that's terrific. And again, you those are terrific words, but you actually put those into practice and actions as well. So, because yeah. um, again, we all we all go to these courses and they have these PowerPoint presentations and all that kind of right. it's terrific. And then the rubber hits the road, and you still have to have that sort of innate spark and that that innate ability to listen to the patient as well right. as go go through you know what you need to communicate. Uh, with them. So right. uh, now the the other thing is, is I know with your background, et cetera, et cetera, I don't know if uh, Maven uh, would work, but as far as uh, social media and that sort of th- thing, again, when I was in medical school, we had, oh, none uh, of this. And now it's become very uh, important uh, to especially something as visual as plastic and reconstructive surgery. And we go to these big events and hopefully we'll have more. Uh, and these conferences and everybody, there's you know, a dozen uh, folks there with card tables and booths that want to go ahead and sell you this, that, and the other thing. So, and you came from, again, the Marina LA, which is uh, uber competitive. Where do you see uh, the integration of social media and plastic surgery from you, your perspective as the practice manager? And you've one, uh, I'll go on saying, has helped me a lot, as well as Craig, who's here, and I would say this even if it weren't sitting right next to me, um, But uh, and I've had said that before, but where do you see that kind of integrating with the practice and integrating with what you do? I think people are now wanting a result even faster than before, like what we were touching on where yellow pages used to be extremely prominent, and now it's people are finding their doctors specifically from a social media outlet. Um, You have different demographics queuing into different areas, whereas Facebook is um, transitioning into more of a an age range of 50 and and above as far as a demographic seeking plastic surgery from that avenue from statistics. And then as far as Instagram, you're looking at a, a broader demographic from all the way from ages 18 all the way to 45 is typically Again, these are numbers that are typically done through data, whereas it can vary. But a majority of individuals in general are looking from a social aspect versus um, even a word of mouth. It's competitive and it's challenging because the market is so saturated and then you have to worry about Google Analytics changing every five seconds. Once you figure that out, um, they come up with some new avenue and obstacle And it's like you could have this big, pretty mansion with all the bells and whistles and like huge, huge deal. And if you don't have all the tools or avenues properly pointing you there, it's not visible, which is disheartening because a lot of times the transition and exposure, they're not reading the same way and they're not married. So you're not getting the proper recognition that should be happening. Yeah, I think I think part of that, too, is that when we have talked quite a bit about that is getting that all aligned. We're all firing on the same page. That's when that becomes really powerful. So the website, you have a website, that's great. But then how do you get people to the website? The medical, especially plastic surgery in Las Vegas and Beverly Hills, Marina del Rey is so competitive, as we all know. So having that all coordinated, which is something that me and Jamie have been working on, getting the message, having a, you know, definitely a coordinated message. And what are you trying to say with the practice? Who are you trying to reach? I think that's where that becomes really important. Right. And and this goes to say on on top of that branding, what is setting you and this what make is what makes you so powerful, Dr. Roth, is that your brand and who you are as an individual is something that is unique because you you're genuinely a good human and you are great at your job, which in dime a dozen, if if somebody calls in and that office may, uh, right away on that first touch, if they're not getting a different experience and they don't feel that connection they have 30 other offices that they can call. So what is different? 
your staff and you is what is going to set everything apart and you as a human. And once they're in there and I know that they've already had the experience with all of our staff, our nursing and our patient care coordinator, which do a phenomenal job, they already have set you up for success and you are already a wonderful individual who genuinely cares about his patient's from start, from the moment you walk in there to even past their surgical journey, which that itself, people are being sold on how you make them feel, not so much on, oh, he's just a plastic surgeon. Like you genuinely give a unique experience and that's important. Yeah, it's a concierge type yeah. experience, which is kind of like what we were talking about with the practice in general. If you're fortunate to have kind of clients that, that come into your office, they expect you know, a certain level of service. And a, a part of what we talked about the other day was the front office staff. That is often the face of the practice. So you'll, sometimes when you're reading medical reviews, like the doctor was awesome, he was great, but his front office, I can't deal with him. So that's a big part of what you've right. been tasked with is being a face of the practice, presenting the best the best face. How important do you think that is in, in, a, in a medical practice in general, especially plastic surgery? I think it means a lot that no one skips a beat. And I mean it down to the fine tooth details. Like if someone interacted with me outside of the office and I, heaven forbid, reacted in a, a negative way or a negative connotation, it reflects on Dr. Roth. And that's not something a part of his brand or the way he should be represented, period. Right. So it's important that you treat others with the utmost of integrity and it's consistent. Like I like to say, little by little, a, a time period becomes a lot. And little changes here and there or little little things or little different differences that you are offering that someone else doesn't offer, like asking, remembering someone's child's birthday and saying, hey, last time that you came in, um, Tommy was was three and how's he doing and did he lose that right. tooth or uh, yeah, it's things build, building those relationships right and yeah. and building that rapport and being consistent following up on it and being genuine and it sounds kind of mundane and it sounds like it should be common sense but to be frank common sense is not that common and a lot of people don't take the extra time to just slow down and get to know and create create a personal experience for someone. And I think he does that genuinely. And it, that's a rarity. So that's something that part of branding, exposure, and when everything fires on all cylinders, it really, really makes a mark. Well, I think that's terrific. And, and you, you, again, you go to these uh, seminars and all that stuff and like, okay, so what's your buzz? What's your hit? What's your pop? I'm like, well, we take really, really good care of our patients. And like, yeah, uh, what else you got? And I'm like, no, that, no, that's really, that's, that's, that's really, what's, no, that's really what we got. We don't have a lot of machines that it'll light up or go bang or whiz or whatever like that. We're, yeah, we're very old. So we actually talk and listen to the patient, which, which I'm hearing is kind of, you know, um, old school, I guess. Uh, and again, not, not the guys that, and gals that I know, the, the, my colleagues, especially here in Las Vegas, they they're actually really terrific, and they and they do a really a really really nice job. And I'm I'm actually blessed with the staff that I have. And right. uh, and it takes I mean it takes you know we I've talked before about Richard Branson, Steve Jobs, these guys that are amazing amazingly entrepreneurs, Elon Musk, all them. And it took years to build the team. They didn't do that by themselves. So that's a big part of what you've done. You built a great team. You know you have um, the office manager, the receptionist. Everybody is on point, and it's a pleasant experience to go to your office, which is important, right? Right. Well, yeah, of course. And, and there are again some guys that would rather see more patients, and that's okay, you know. And they do technically they do great work and everything else, and everything comes out fine and stuff. So with us, we we try to be more organic and and you know um, as 
she mentioned is, is try to be a family. And we put, you know, every family is dysfunctional. We put the fun and dysfunctional <laughs> is what we, we, we often say. Right. But, but truly we do care about, uh, about each other. You know, it, it, the folks will go out to dinner with each other, you know, um, you know, how's, you know, your daughter doing in school, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, and it's a, it's a small office and yeah, but, Right now, really a terrific staff, and I'm really blessed. And we've had some humdingers over the years, of course. And, but right now, I think that we're really at a place that we can build on the you know, 18 years that we've been in town now. And right. again, Jamie here, I think, is really going to help us achieve all those things we really want to. And, and by that, what are the kind of some of the goals that you kind of want to achieve or see where this practice is kind of going to? I really enjoy the way that you are so personable on both camera, on your podcast. I really want to capitalize on that and get your your voice heard um, and expanding. And Craig and I have been talking about this on different ways of different integrating your social media branding with your podcast branding and crossover and, and getting you a, a larger audience, even though you do have a large volume of audience on podcast already. Um, and I think that even then growing, um, there are also different avenues as far as integrating your customer care to have you see um, a certain amount of cosmetic cases, have some support in a nurse injector, um, and then also um, expand. We are, have a great and fantastic esthetician who is in high demand. So expand in that category as well, because I think there's a lot of opportunity for practice growth there. I think keep moving in a positive direction as far as incorporating new avenues for surgery areas and just kind of expanding on what we're already doing. Yeah. And the thing is too, is, is, is lately is, is uh, we've been trying to, to a higher slow, meaning yeah. that if somebody's going to go ahead and come into our uh, family, we want to make sure that they treat the patients well. They want to make sure that they interact with the staff well, et cetera, et cetera. So if we are to expand and, and again, I'm not, a um, guy that, you know, jumps on the bandwagon anytime soon, much to the, the chagrin sometimes of practice managers and stuff, you know, hey, there's a new laser. Hey, there's a new this. Hey, there's a new that. So, yeah, I tend to wait. I'm not an early adapter. But and, and that's also, I think, true of the staff that we have. We want to make sure that it's a right fit and we want to make sure that going forward that they're good to the patients and good to each other, because I think that I think that the patients kind of feel that uh, when they when they kind of come through the door. Yeah, and to be honest, having all the extra bells and whistles of what you're talking about, the newest gadgets here and there, it's not always the best investment because something that you offer to patients is being 100% honest um, in delivery and your best interest is the patient and their result and their health. So what I like to explain to patients is that Dr. Roth is definitely not going to sell you anything that you are not asking for or you do not need. He is genuine and he will give you an honest opinion and answer. And I think that is also very rare. Um, and more new bells and whistles and gadgets is not always something that's going to increase business or revenue or increase traffic flow. I think being it's similar to kind of like an in and out philosophy. Their menu is concise. You know what you're going there for, and they're the best at it. And guess what? They have a line that wraps around. You'll be waiting there for an hour, but you know that they're, you're going to get the same service, the caliber of service. You know that you're, what you're getting is good quality, and you know it's good. Yeah, it's right? being patient-oriented, so, patient-focused. Right. right, and I and that's something 
more is not always more. And that can be a tangent on to even having more plastic surgery. And to start out smaller and give a gradual buildup in a patient's journey, I think is more representative of your brand. And it's a better outcome for everyone involved because it's honest. Right. And that's the ultimate thing. It's as we talked about several times is it's really ultimately about the patient and about their outcome and their wellness. Um, which is something I, I really like about, and I've been fortunate to be with you on a couple of different consultations. And I, I, I liked it that you took the time, you really listened to what they had to say. And of course, these days, some practices are so busy that they just don't have time. So I like the fact, I mean, that's part of your job, right? Jamie is setting up um, expectations from the, from, the, from the patients and saying like, we're going to space out the people coming in so he has time to talk and time to really get to know them. That's super important, I think, too, right? Yeah. Judging by that as well on a tangent of setting up for success is making sure that a patient has a clear expectation of what to expect during the consultation process. Our patient care coordinator is fantastic at delivering um, what to expect during the consultation process, um, what to expect in recovery. And it just, it's marries well because she is dictating and setting the tone for Dr. Roth, and Dr. Roth is delivering the same. So we're all on the same page. Yeah, it's important to be coordinated and, it's a, it's and on the same deal. message. Right. Yeah. Right. So as, as we talked about, is trying to set everybody up for success. So the uh, patient has to know what they're getting into, know this isn't and you know, an in and out, you know, drive-through sort of thing, that this is a commitment on both sides. And then also, this is really, uh, you're going to go ahead and make a decision. It's a big decision. We take it seriously also. Uh, and then, um, like she says, is our patient care coordinator saying, okay, this is, this is what's going to happen when you, you know, hit the door here in um, the office, but that doesn't just end here, you know. And right, it's the, a relationship. It's, yeah. a, it's a relationship. And, uh, and, and, you know, they know that, uh, yeah, my phone has worked at two in the morning for almost 30 years now. And if there's a, a question or concern or whatever, we want to know about it. And we'd rather put out little fires and big fires. So, uh, and so that's, you know, what you get with us for, you know, for good or bad or indifferent. Um, but as we talked about, talk, it rolls into perioperative care. We try to take the mystery uh, out of plastic surgery because people are fearful of dark rooms, right? And so they don't know what's in them. But you turn the light on, it's like, oh, it's a desk and a chair. Oh, okay. Well, that's so, a big part, too, why we've been doing the videos that we've just recently really started doing because we want to demystify a lot of that, take the, take the, the scary part out of the surgery because it is surgery. But if the odds are educated and they can kind of see how you're dealing with that um, – with the patients and, and that whole thing and explaining the procedures clearly, that really, really takes a lot of the fear away from the patients. I think so. Because everybody, will, you know, fear brings people to the doctor's office, right? So it's a lump. Oh, what is it? Okay, what do I have to do about this? So, and then, uh, and people in the uh, doctor's office, and again, I'm warm and fuzzy, but I know everybody's blood pressure goes up 20 points. So yeah, it can be, you know, it's, and, it's a big thing. And uh, I was taught, you know, 100 years ago when I was a medical student and we were working on papyrus that basically... If you if somebody came in, you don't put them on anti high blood pressure medicines unless somebody checks that thing three times, not the doctor, because if the white coat walks in the room, everybody's uh, everybody gets a little bit nervous, and so so we try to take the nervousness best we can out of that, and a lot of that is is you know education and knowledge base, etc. And then as Jamie said, is follow up because they've done the studies, and most people if they're by themselves in, in with the doctor's office will take away about 30% of what the doctor said. And so that's why I like uh, having somebody 
it'll come in with, you know, the husband or boyfriend or, or a friend or whatever like that. Right. They to, can kind of, they're taking Did he say notes. that? Okay. Did, exactly. Okay. He did say, okay. He said, and I, t- I encourage people to one, ask questions and uh, two, when they get home, oh, I forgot to ask him something. We'll pick up the phone and call or email us. And so, again, I, I want two things. One, I don't want people to lose sleep at night. Uh, and then two, I would rather have people spend 20 minutes with me in uh, the office than 20 hours on the internet. And so get right. the, get the information. And then if I'm not physically present, uh, basically my back office uh, has been with me 14 years. So they kind of know by now, you, you know, Jamie's uh, with me. I have a, a staff that's with me that really kind of knows the drill and they should be able to walk anybody through almost anything. And I'm always around. So if there's ever something that they can't handle seldom, uh, then yeah, we can always figure it out. Right. What's uh, some of the most common issues you deal with, Jamie, um, from patients? Like when somebody approaches you, what's the most common questions they ask you? Well, usually, so I've been in the aesthetic industry for eight and a half years now, and I've had a variety of different uh, concerns, but a majority of what I found is people want to be guided as far as beginning to end on what they're going to feel, what to expect. So I feel like it's better this has become a motto of mine to always over communicate and re-communicate just to make sure because verbiage can be lost in translation. Someone right. might not are, maybe understand. They're nervous, maybe they're right. Whatever, we yeah. do surgery every day. You do not. And right. so it's a big deal. So any question that you have is not too silly. So to make someone feel comfortable, a lot of concerns that I've seen where patients will come in and they'll be like, you guys are so nice and you never complain that I'm asking too many questions. And that is the most common thing because people, if you're not creating a safe environment where people feel comfortable enough to ask questions that are a big deal, then you're not doing your job correctly. So something that I like to pride myself in doing is explaining. And if I haven't experienced it myself, I'll connect a patient with someone who is comfortable sharing that experience with them prior so they can have a one-on-one uh, experience to refer like to kind of a peer to peer. Right. Or, and I, and I kind of like to put a little bit more of a fun twist on it too, because for instance, the tummy tuck procedure is a very major procedure. And I think a lot of people are one very scared and think it's worse than it is, or don't expect it to be the way that it is. Right. Okay? Um, we're moving muscles, we're moving tissue. And when you move both, you're going to be sore for a while. So I always used to say, Hey, look, you're going to want to kick me in the shin for about a week, but then you're going to want to kiss me because you're going to be happy you did it. Right. So there's a process where you're going to be uncomfortable setting them up for success. And I've had patients call back and go, you know what? Thank you for telling me that I, I would probably need this. I would need to put some help with my dog. I would need, um, my mom to come down for a couple of days. Cause I, what, it wasn't unbearable, it, but I needed that little bit extra help. And you forecasted that for me. So I think it's important to be sensitive, but also to make sure that you're kind of feeding off of that interaction with that patient to see what they really, really need. Because that's more often than not, I've seen more complaints about I didn't know or I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is to set the patients up for success and and to, like you said, to kind of remove the, the, the mystery of right. those procedures because they, they tell me, you can, you can do the research, but it doesn't tell you how you're going to feel. 
a week yeah. after having that. So. Also, too, yeah, Dr. Google is nobody's friend because it'll tell exactly. you you're dying in two seconds or right. you died yesterday. Because So always consult with a physician and always consult with a board-certified doctor on any questions that you have. Don't be afraid to ask any questions. And no questions too silly. Like, there's no such thing as a silly question. And it saves everyone the hassle. In the yeah, and it's great. It's great to create that environment where people feel like they can ask and they don't feel intimidated. Absolutely. Super important. And again, right. like you sort of become the face of the practice, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I know being we kind here. of put you on the spot. That's but. okay. I get, <laughs> I'm like, bitty, 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 like, that's all, folks. But yeah. I truly enjoy being a part of the practice, and I'm very honored to be able to represent you, Dr. Roth. And thank you for having me as a guest on your podcast. I appreciate you both. That's, thank you for, for joining us. Absolutely. Fantastic. All right, and then any questions uh, about anything, uh, go ahead and uh, give us a call. And uh, again, uh, whether it's a question for me, whether it's a question for Jamie or anybody else on the staff, uh, make sure you ask it. So again, as Jamie said, no silly question. Uh, and by all means, if you have one, it's not silly. So let's go ahead and knock that down for you. And um, tell the folks how they can find us on social media. Sure, we're all over the place. Uh, we have a website, uh, which is www.jjrothmd.com. That's J-J-R-O-T-H-M-D.com. Uh, and then social media. Uh, we are also everywhere. We're on uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, YouTube, all that good stuff. So, and again, any questions or anything that you see uh, on any of our social media or web uh, outlets and you have a question, uh, please uh, go ahead and let us know. Yeah, thank you so much for everybody for joining us. And um, thank you again, Jamie. And uh, I'll, for, for all your great information, and we're going to definitely have you back because I know you have a lot of great stories that we haven't gotten to. So um, very exciting. And uh, please have a great day and check out our social media. If you have a question, again, please feel free to message us. And thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining us. For further information, please visit the podcast website link for Dr. Jeffrey Roth. See you next time.